out of Florida ever said, Cam, Cam, Cam. That's not really what you said. Cam Robinson suspended. We'll talk about it here on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. to another edition of Locked On Jaguars. I am the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, Tony Wiggins, and we thank you for joining us and making us your first listen because it's your team every day. A quick reminder to all of my friends on YouTube, if you have a YouTube, make sure you go over and follow and subscribe and like the YouTube page, Locked On Jaguars. Hit that bell too, man, so you get notifications. Also, wherever you get your uh, podcast on audio platform, Make sure you just check in every day to make sure you don't miss an episode of Locked On Jaguars or any of your favorite Locked On podcasts. Um, shout out to the everydayers. What's going on? You guys are going to love this show because if you're never there, you've heard me talk about this subject before. And any new listeners that want to be everydayers, hopefully you like the content. You come back every single day and you can be an everydayer. All right. So. Right now, it's all about Cam Robinson. Cam Robinson, uh, we had talked about the impending uh, suspension for allegedly violating the drug policy or PED policy. It happened. Cam Robinson is now officially going to be suspended for games. The Jaguars really, really sounded like they were super, super supportive of Cam Robinson. I wonder how that works because I saw a report, I think it was an Ian Rappaport, if I'm not mistaken, that this voids his guarantees of his contract. So how can a team be there with somebody standing by him, but still void the contract, basically all of the guarantees in the contract. So yeah, he's uh, if the Jaguars follow through with that, which I don't even know if they have a choice or not, but if they follow through with that, whatever he got guaranteed after this, this year, there will be no amortization going in and accelerating into the salary cap if he's let go after this season, that'll just be it. That'll just be it. We're going to talk about all of the ramifications from this. We've discussed it in the past about what could possibly happen, what might happen, or what allegedly might happen when we were waiting on a suspension. Well, guess what? It actually did happen. So we'll discuss that and more about it. He will have the opportunity to go to training camp though and play in the preseason. So that's good because a lot of the questions that you would have about him they may have the answer to those questions while he's suspended they may already know exactly how they're going to line up because they'll spend most of the training camp that's something else we're going to hit on too in this first segment what do you do and i'm not a football coach never been one but what do you do do you prepare in training camp do you split the time as if he's going to be available eventually so do you start saying okay what's going to happen what will we be doing by week five are we going to work work on that or do you split some of the reps saying okay well we ain't going to be we're going to be without him for four weeks this is who we need to be having in the game and this is gonna to me it just adds an extra layer of work right you're going to still put the work in but it's just an extra layer another way you can look at it like this is your star left tackle goes through the entire training camp he's doing well all of a sudden tweak something in practice 
right at the end of training camp and they say he's going to have an MRI and then they go, it's not that serious. He'll be out three or four weeks, maybe four weeks uh, as a precaution. But by week five, he should be fine. So in that situation, everybody will be taking a big thank you, sigh of relief, right? It might not be the case here, but really, if you want to look at it, it might sort of be kind of the same thing. And me just trying to uh, paint this in a way that doesn't make it or doesn't steal your optimism for the season. But it's going to be interesting to watch how training camp is conducted, what how they move during training camp, what um, what their priorities are, where does everyone line up? That's going to be another big one. Uh, the one thing I'm sure about with the offensive line is Luke Fortner is going to be the center. And I'm talking about this means if healthy, right? Luke Fortner is going to be your center. Your right guard is going to be Brandon Sheriff. That's the only thing I'm sure about. Those, that's it. I, 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 I teased it and made it sound like if I had a whole bunch of things I was about to run off. <laughs> no, I'm actually not about to run a whole bunch of things off because that's the truth. So we don't know. We think we know because the team has been very high on Anton Harrison, picked him in the first round of the draft, traded back twice, held their breath while they still got their guy, got extra draft choices. We believe he's going to start at right tackle because they say he's going to start out on the right side. If he doesn't start on the right side and he starts out on the left side, in my opinion, that's where he's going to stay. Because with a rookie, you don't want to move around and confuse him too much, right? So rookie starts on the right. Let's just say he the right side is solidified with him. Walker Little. That Walker Little, the one that everyone around here has been screaming at me about for such a long time, telling me how great Walker Little is, right? And I'm a big Walker Little fan, but we haven't seen enough body of work to understand how good or how great he is. And if he was that good, would they have picked another offensive lineman this year? I don't know, because most people believe that that's the reason um, that they did not re-sign um, Juwan Taylor's because they had Walker Little. Well, if that's the case, why'd they go draft another tackle? Are they already looking forward to next year? Maybe. But the, the, the thing is, is where does he line up? If he lines up at left tackle, are they going to convince Cam to be a 16 to $20 million left guard? I doubt it. At some point, Ben Barch is going to come back. I will tell you this. One thing that I do know is that about mid-season, as long as they don't have any injuries, the Jaguars' offensive line is going to have more depth than it's had in a while around here because you'll have Cam Robinson back. You'll have Ben Barch hopefully back healthy. You added Josh Wells, who used to be a part of the depth. He's a veteran. Those are the kind of guys you need, though, as your seventh and eighth guy, right? If you're going to really, really try to make a run at the playoffs. So look, somebody who's played a boatload of games, and of course you still have Tyler Shatley. There's Cole Van Lannan. There are some other pieces that, that that look pretty good. They all look good in shorts. All of those big 6'5", 310, 320-pound guys look like they'll bust everybody up. I've been saying this for years. Goldberg and Brock Lesnar and The Rock and and those guys and Suge Knight and guys like that, they got cut. They got cut from NFL teams. These NFL teams looking big and tough and strong doesn't mean a thing. You have to actually go out there and functionally play football, right? So 
what we're going to do is go through segment two. What will the first four weeks look like? We're going to talk about that in segment two, what the first four weeks look like. And then in segment three, we're going to bring it up how walk a little must be big. So what will the first four weeks look like? We'll tell you about all of that stuff in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. But first, I have to let you know that today's sponsor, the sponsor of today's show is FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com forward slash locked on to join today. Now, here's the thing that I like about baseball. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is having a great season, right? You know he only hit two home runs at home? That's weird for somebody who's having a decent year. This is the kind of stuff you learn when you look at FanDuel. So don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com forward slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. And I am Tony Wiggins, the official partner with you every single day on this podcast because you join us here on Locked on Jaguars and we are absolutely appreciative of that and we thank you for making us your first listen. Now let's get into what the first four weeks will look like. You can't answer that question until you say what will training camp look like, right? There's a lot of what ifs here. What if just to get their five best linemen on the field in training camp, they put Walker Little at left guard and they make it very clear that he's going to play left tackle when Cam Robinson comes back. That would tell you that probably what's going to happen. And then when Ben Barch comes back, they're going to have even more reserves. It gives the Jaguars a little bit of ammunition uh, at the trade deadline because if there's a team especially a team in the other conference that needs a, a left tackle a left tackle who does have a contract beyond this season with guarantees or not if they felt like the first four weeks of the season walk a little is playing really really well and then ben barch comes back and he is playing at, a, at an acceptable level and somebody calls them especially if it's not really a contender or a playoff team but it's a team that may have a young quarterback that they need to try to protect a little bit. How much you got? What you sending us? It's always a way instead of just letting him walk next year for nothing. Now, look, he won't be a free agent. So a lot of people assume that when we say he won't be here after next year, after this coming season, that means that they're going to decide to prioritize other players like Walker Little, let him play left tackle. And then what mean, what that'll mean is, is that uh, they'll, they'll cut ties with the guy who doesn't have any guarantees left without punishment you don't get compensatory picks for guys like that so you might as well get a pick for him and trade him at the trade deadline that's one thing you can look for so that's why you want walk a little to look as good as possible during training camp the other part of it is you want little to show that he can be your left tackle of the future so it makes that decision easier and then you can say you know what let's do us some walk a little and anton harrison as a duo for the next six seven years at least to see where we go with that because once again the priority is to protect qb1 trevor lawrence that's another thing that uh you have to look for you also have to make sure that you know 
even though, and Phil Roush is very good, a very good offensive line coach, but you have to make sure you cover your seeds, your continuity, your cohesion, uh, your confidence. What, what's the other one? Uh, yeah, all of that stuff, all of the seeds when we talk about offensive line play, you know, you, you're going to need that. Con- continuity is real, real important. And uh, the cohesion, you know, the chemistry, all of that stuff. You need that with an offensive line. So to, to to go in and have to break it up for four weeks against four pretty decent opponents, uh, the first four that the Jaguars have next year, that's tough. It, uh, you know, it, it's a real tough situation. But they ought to be able to they ought to be able to pull it off. I think you know, with Trevor's ability to get the ball out of his hand, with an improved run game, um, with improved weapons on the outside, where teams will be a little bit more hesitant to blitz because that means a quick slant with Calvin Ridley could turn into an 80-yard touchdown if there's uh, zero coverage with you blitzing and Trevor's smart enough to pick it up. So a lot of the disadvantages that might exist for some normal teams won't really affect the Jaguars that much because Trevor Lawrence and his football IQ and then the weapons that they have on offense, and it might be pick your poison time. But to win those games, and when I say those games, I'm talking about the big ones, and, and that's where we – We've been on that for a while here on Locked On Jaguars because we we believe here the Jaguars are a good, a good team and that they're built to to contend for a while here with Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. So it's not going to be for us, you know, can they survive the easier games? It's more or less now. Can, can they win against big teams and good teams? Because that's what we're judging everything by. And, and how you gonna you got to maximize it by being able to beat those good teams. And a lot of those good teams don't leave any stone unturned when it comes time to protect their quarterback or be able to pressure somebody else's quarterback. So it's going to be critical. It, you know, it's almost like while we don't look past people and while the NFL is still the NFL, what we are doing a little bit is saying we think we got that part taken care of. They, now they got to play every week. They got to go out and play, but we think they're going to be okay. The games I'm most concerned about are the three or four games against those opponents, like right off the top of my head in the AFC, um, Cincinnati, Kansas City, Baltimore. That's like three. Buffalo, those teams. Can they beat those good teams and get over the hump with spotty or uh, offensive line play that isn't uh, – that doesn't have the continuity and the consistency because you're moving guys around too much. We understand that you have to do that sometimes. You absolutely have to do that. There are times when that is necessary. We mentioned injuries. We mentioned guys being out for a little bit, getting nicked up, banged up. I don't know any team that has the same starters on the offensive line all season, right? But this is one that's self-inflicted. So this is a little bit differently, and that's why we look at it a little bit differently, even though I opened the show by saying, Try to look like it as a guy that has a little bit of a nick, but it's not that bad. But the first four weeks will depend on training camp. You don't know how lucky the Jaguars are that he's allowed to participate in training camp and in the preseason because it gives them a chance to take an early prelude and an early look and and check that box off from an inventory perspective, especially if they're going to, if they use the second week or the third week, and Cam might play more in those games just because they know he's going to be out. But whatever game that they decide, since they've gone to this three-game three, three game preseason format, whichever game that they decide is going to be the 
quote unquote dress rehearsal. That's the game. And that's the one where I want to see how Phil Rauscher gets his best five on the field at the same time. If you ask me, in my opinion, here's what it is. Here's the lineup. Here's the best five. Cam at left tackle. Walker Little at left guard. Doesn't mean that I think Cam is long-term and better left tackle than Walker Little. No. But Cam Robinson can't play left guard. At least he told me he he never did it. And uh, so if you see that, too, that's something else for you to grab a hold of. But I doubt if he wants to do it. You know, if he wants to get on the field, maybe if they say this is the only way he's going to get on the field, I wonder if he'll go out and do it. But, but I do think the ideal situation is him at left tackle, walk a little at left guard, and then go Fortner, Sheriff, and then on the outside, Anton Harrison. I think that is the best. When Anton Harrison got picked from draft night, I got to put this in there because if I don't, somebody's going to remind me that I said it. I said I started him at left tackle. And the reason I said that is because everyone told me that Jawan Taylor was let go because they had Walker Little. So, okay, start Walker Little at right tackle. That's what I would have done. Because the kid the, the kid from Oklahoma, out of like, what, 25 starts, 23 of them were at left tackle. But he's versatile. He can play on both sides. It's going to be very, very interesting how they use the preseason, how they do the rotations. And whatever you see in the preseason is probably going to at least out the gate be the leading thing that you're going to see in the regular season. But here's the question. What if Walker Little plays lights out in those first four weeks and says, sorry, big fella, this is my gig now. I'm the left tackle of this team. And then we'll hear Cam going, damn, damn, damn. Not Cam, 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 I lost my job discuss all of that and the possibility of it in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. Third segment here on Locked on Jaguars. I am Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked on Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen, reminding you also to subscribe and check out the free YouTube page, the Locked on Jaguars, and then wherever you get your podcast, make sure you tap in on your audio podcast. Make sure you don't miss an episode. There's a way that this is all this this can all be settled. Walker Little goes out and just wins the left tackle spot right off off the rip in training camp. Says it's mine. I don't want to man it temporarily. If it's mine, give it to me. I'm gonna take it, and there's nothing you can do about it. Jaguar fans, you better hope that's what he does, and that he doesn't get it by default. You better hope that's what he does and then uses the first four weeks to go out and actually display that. Because if, if you want them to move on from Cam Robinson and start Walker Little, you better hope Walker Little doesn't give them a choice. It's not that it'll be a fallback option for this team. You don't want that to happen. You want this to happen. You want them to not be able to keep Walker Little off the field. And if they do decide after the first four weeks to play Walker Little at left guard it's only because cam can't play left guard and it's the best five you can put on the field but make no mistake about it he can be your left guard but still be the best left tackle on the field and, and let me explain that if he's your best left tackle he doesn't need to play at left tackle if he's a better left guard than anyone else is and then cam robinson is a better left tackle than anyone except walker little 
then that gives your offensive line the best chance to be successful. That's what I mean. I do not, under any circumstances, mean that you don't put the guys in the best spots and line them up where they're supposed to be. The offensive line is one of the most unique places on a football team where the best five altogether is better than having four real good players and then one guy in a hole who stinks and or is just not very good. That one guy can make that entire group look terrible. He could. Just think about groups that dance, right? The temptations and how in tune with each other they were. Offensive line got to be the same way. All you got to do is look at some of the all 22 and look at some of the plays where they pull. Look at the timing. Look what happens when a guy trips or steps or gets his foot stepped on and, and there's a four-yard loss behind the line of scrimmage because they didn't get that together. I said it all along. The offensive line is the one place that can make an entire team look bad. Because if you're going three and out and your defense gets tired, guess what happens? You get boat raced. And everybody will blame it on the defense, but it might be on the offensive line's fault because they couldn't keep the offense on the field long enough. So why do you want Walker Little to be big? Because you want there to be no question. You don't want there to be any question. You want there to be no question whatsoever who is the best left tackle for the future of this franchise before you let one of them go. It's just not something that you do. And I don't take it lightly that you're just going to let somebody go and you don't know for a fact that you have a replacement. I don't like guys getting suspended. I don't like guys missing time. I don't like guys missing uh, their career or, you know, messing their career up and Cam Robinson losing money. I think it's going to cost them like $3.4 million or something like that. I don't, I don't like it. I don't pull for it. But since it happened, I will tell you this. There's a little bit of a blessing in disguise here. And that blessing is you get a chance to take a look at Walker Little and you get a chance for Walker Little to actually audition for this football team. And you, this is like, no, bro. This is it for you. I'm sure there are people that are privately rooting for him to win the job. And now he has to be everything that everyone, I'm not going to say that everyone thinks he is, but everyone believes that he has the promise to be. Remember, this is in the, the interim, the long term and the short term. This is about protecting Trevor Lawrence. And I'm not necessarily talking about protecting Trevor Lawrence against a team that picked in the top three picks of the draft. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Houston, the Colts are fourth, but that's close enough. The Titans, who need to be, uh, who look like they're heading in that direction. I'm talking about to try to win division and win playoff games. And even if you have to win them on the road, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being great walk a little must be big got a nice little ring to it walk a little must be big but he does walker little has to show up and show out and be everything that everyone around here thinks he is do i believe he can do it sure i, I think he was really hurt about the, the he spent two years away from the nfl okay i mean from college he hurt his knee, and then after we had his knee, COVID happened, and he didn't play. And then he came to the NFL, and he didn't play a whole lot. He played some, um, 
the thing about Walker Little early on was his hand placement. He wasn't getting his hands up and he wasn't extending them. He was doing more of this, right? He had his arms bent. And by the time he was making contact with guys and he was bringing them from low, instead of getting them up high, I saw it in Urban Meyer. Even I don't believe I mentioned his name, but I did. He mentioned that he has to play with higher hands and he was also bringing them from his hips, almost like how a gunslinger would shoot a weapon as opposed to getting them up high. By the time he was getting his hands on those defensive ends and engaging them, he was engaging them here. It was low. His arms were bent. He wasn't at a full extension, wasn't using those long arms that, that you know that he's been blessed with. And he let a guy get too far into his body. And those dudes start controlling you when they do that. So what he has to do is he has to play with high, strong hands, make sure he gets that extension, and move his feet. He has to do it. He has to move his feet. I think he can. I think he can. I like the pressure of the situation. I like the pressure of the situation. I like the fact that there's pressure here, like real pressure, right? Like everybody expects you to be good. And now Cam Robinson ain't just sitting on the sideline or a guy ain't just missing a play or two. The only pushback or, or, or pause I have on this entire thing is the fact that last year when Ben Barge went down, they put Tyler Shatley in the game, and then they traded for Cole Van Lannan at some point. They didn't even put Walker Little in at left guard. The only time Walker Little went in the game is when Cam Robinson went down uh, with an injury. I think it was a meniscus. And he had to go the rest of the way at left tackle. He had some good games. had some decent games. He had some games. I thought he played well against Dallas and blocking Michael Parsons. I didn't think he did so well against um kc though i don't think he did too well against kc i believe it was frank clark i don't think chris jones has ever lined up over there on top of him but frank clark was and i don't think he did that good of a job so we'll have to see so just a quick recap cam robinson suspended officially four games by the national football league for peds we talked about what the first four weeks will look like and mentioned that the first four weeks and what it looks like Will be will have a large effect on what you saw in training camp. Last but not least, Walker Little having to be big. I'm gonna call him Walker Big if he steps up to the plate. You can step to the plate every day and be it every day. All you gotta do is tap in a locked on Jaguars. Make sure that you don't miss a beat uh wherever you get your audio podcast. But check us out every single day and also make sure you tune in to Locked on NFL every single day. Make it your second listen. Locked on NFL is what you should be watching next. So, Tony Wiggins, Jaguar fans, have a happy, happy weekend and uh, enjoy your 4th of July. My birthday is Monday on the 3rd. I'm going to do a show, though. We're going to talk to you on my birthday on Monday. Until then, you guys take care of each other. We'll see you next time.